0: A strange romance and a ghost of a hey all you cool cats and kittens, this is Seamus Clancy from Bleeding Green Nation bringing you, as always, the From the Bleachers podcast on the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation radio podcast network. Now I know everyone's quarantined right now, the world is a scary place. I hope everyone who's listening to this is safe, staying inside, I hope everyone's Family and friends are likewise. I hope everyone's job situation is okay. I know things are a little tough right now for everyone. Uh, labor market looking bad, but despite all those things going on in the world, despite how da- you know dire things seem or how dour we may be in our our mood, and you know it's tough being home all day, and you know it takes a mental toll on you in a weird way. Where you know we're not meant to be kept up all day. We need to go outside, go for walks, have you know a greater level of human interaction, face to face, beyond just you know, texting or even literally FaceTiming. You know, I got my dad who, you know, I talk about on the podcast all the time, you know, tailgating, going to Eagles games, all those, you know, father-son stories I like to tell. I got him to do his first ever FaceTime, uh, I think on Saturday night. Had a, you know, we each had a beer, you know, my girlfriend Ashley and I in our apartment were cooped up. And then you know, my mom and him had a drink and did not really know how to use FaceTime. I'll say that uh, for the first half of the conversation, I was looking at his knees because he just automatically assumed the camera was looking at him. But that was not the case. I didn't really have the heart to tell him at first, but then he was doing like, cheers. Here you go, guys. I'm like, I'm not going to lie, dad. I can't see you or mom's face right now. Anyway, he figured it out. Did another FaceTime yesterday. Still was looking at his knees. Didn't feel like explaining to him that I couldn't see him. So we'll see if the third time, probably on Friday or Saturday, you know, there's nothing really to do besides stay in and drink, watch Netflix. I'm sure everyone's seen Tiger King. Uh, I'm doing like my second or third binge through Rick and Morty right now, trying to catch up on Westworld. I'm only on season two, trying to get the season three uh, live on HBO as it's currently airing. Other than that, I don't have a ton going on, obviously. I'm doing my day job. I'm doing my writing of my newsletter from Broad Street with Love. Find me on Patreon.com. Backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. I'm sure if you're listening, to this, you might follow me on Twitter at Seamus underscore Clancy there. But I'm just thinking about the birds, and that's what I love about this team, and what connects me to not only the team, but you know, my family, my friends, and just general members of the f- fan base and people I interact with on Twitter. That despite all of these things going on, we do have this one universal factor, this one unifying thing. That when the world's falling apart, at least we can. It's not important. Sports aren't important. At the same times, the fact that they're not important shows why they're so beloved. Because you know, for 15 minutes a day, you could scroll through Twitter, or you could do a you know a mock draft on the Draft Network with Benjamin Solak's analysis, and just think about the fall. And hopefully, these things pass. And you know, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon in October, and you're wearing your Eagles hoodie and shorts—the perfect drinking outfit of all time, a favorite of South Philadelphians getting ready to watch an Eagles-Cowboys game. That's what's great about football. That's why I love the Eagles, and that's why I'm happy to be talking to you guys today. I'm recording this on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday evening. You're like listening to this at some point on Wednesday. But what I've been going on with, what's been going on with me uh, on Bleeding Green Nation right now is I'm doing this project that kind of started on a whim on Sunday. I was hanging out, nothing really to do, watching TV, watching some Netflix, and... You know, I wanted to do something for BGM. There's a kind of a lull in content. Always, There's obviously always something going on in the Eagles world, but there's no big news. Yannick Ngakwe is still a Jacksonville Jaguar. The draft is still a couple weeks away. So I was a little late on the idea of, you know, March Madness, March Brackets. But it was the last week in March. You're listening to this in April, certainly. I'm recording this on the last day of March. But the idea of this Eagles bracket. Now we've seen a millions of these variants on Twitter, whether it be about, you know, Sixers process players like the rights to Ricky Sanchez guys have done before, or you know, I think the Flyers uh Broad Street hockey, they're doing one now for the Flyers players, stuff like that. Very commonplace. But I really didn't see one. Maybe it's only like a different sub-level of Eagles Twitter that I'm not aware of. Someone's done this already this month. And if so, I apologize, but didn't see it, don't really care. So I made one. And you know, I'm young. I'm 25, turned 26, uh, first week of May, but I think I am steeped in Ingalls history. Uh, you know, for someone who's 25, 26, a millennial, Gen Z, however you want to classify me, I don't think there, I think there are very few people who know as much about this team as I do. I tried to get some historical perspective on this bracket I did. I had four sections. One was classic birds, which is essentially players from the franchise's inception to, you know, about 1980-ish, the early 80s before Buddy Ryan came. Now, is that necessarily fair? No, but a lot of times during those eras, the Eagles were terrible. But then you have guys from the 48 and 49 championship team like Tommy Thompson. You have guys from the 1960 championship team, Chuck Bednarik. You have guys from the 70s like Harold Carmichael. You have Jaws in the 1980 Super Bowl team and those guys. You have a guy who led the Eagles in the early 80s and Mike Quick, a phenomenal wide receiver. Then you get on to the buddy there, you have that phenomenal defense, Jerome Brown, Reggie White, Clyde Simmons, Eric Allen, Seth Joyner, and then Randall Cunningham on the other side of the ball are Keith Jackson, Keith Byers. There are a ton of guys there. And then I think the toughest region for me, the third region I did chronologically was the Andy Reid era. I made 16 players on that list and I left off at least 10 or 11 pro bowlers intentionally, not because of anything against those guys, but the region was so stacked they made five NFC championship games, more playoff appearances in between, and they were, had studs on defense the entire time, had a phenomenal offensive line, had Donovan, had Brian Westbrook, had Tio, and even Chad Lewis, a guy made a couple of Pro Bowls at tight end back before, you know, tight ends were George Kittle. It was a lot different. Uh, Chad Lewis is not a modern 2020 tight end, I'll tell you that, if, you know, you're listening to this and you remember watching him, or maybe if you're even a little too young for him, which is wild to me. But I wanted to do this. I've been itching for Eagles content. I've been kind of sucked into that, like I've been talking about. I need distractions. People need distractions. And you guys probably know if you're listening to this, I'm a big Sixers guy. You know, wrote for Liberty Bars for years. I host a podcast on it called The New Slam with Kyle Newback from the Philly Voice. Same website that BGN's own – BGN Radio's own Jimmy Kemski writes for. And, you know, the season looks like it's not going to happen. Today they talked about some initiatives of possibly playing – Playoff games in Atlantic City with no fans on board will call, which I guess it's almost a home game for the Sixers, and they're pretty terrible on the road, so that would be huge. But I'm not really optimistic that's going to happen, and my eyes turn to the fall, and I think that's the league that has obviously the best chance at starting on time and having some semblance of a normal schedule this year. And what I do love is that the NFL draft is still on for April 23rd. They're going to have it virtually and I'm just putting all of my mental capacity, my mental space. That's not thinking about why the world sucks, about the healthcare system, about you know whether I'm going to have a job in two, three, two, three weeks, two months. Who knows? Thinking about the bird, it's thinking about the draft. But then, you know, I'm not necessarily a draft expert. We have guys who do that on the Bleeding Green Nation network a lot better than me. Yeah, Benjamin Solak writes for the Draft Network. Michael Kist is great at that. Ben. Ben Natan is fantastic at that, so I need to do my own thing, cultivate my own brand, and this thing talking historically about greatest players in Eagles history—that really felt up, felt in my wheelhouse. That was in my Q zone, as I think you should lead with Tim Robinson would say. But then I had I had the third error, the Andy Reid era. I had Brian Dawkins number one, and then you know Dawkins is going to win. It's that simple. I made this favorite Eagles player ever. I didn't want to do best. I didn't want to get into fights between who's better, who's. This and you know, it's going to evolve with that. Favorite is so you know, intentionally vague, and that's why I do it because people can have fun with it. While well, Troy Vincent might have been you know, made more pro ball teams as an Eagle than Michael Vick, that was one first round matchup. Michael Vick versus Troy Vincent, Michael Vick, eighth seed, Troy Vincent, a ninth seed. But Michael Vick, well, even in his what four, five years in Eagles, screening 2009 through 2013. Uh, back in 2009, had that spectacular run in 2010 after Kevin Cobb got injured led the Eagles to NFC East Championship. Obviously, the American New Meadowlands is in there. You know, one of my favorite sports members ever. Michael Vicky's he's a guy was for the culture. He changed football. He changed the culture around football. Everyone my age thinks about playing Madden in 2004 and running around in the pocket with him nonstop. And he was just electrifying. And revolutionized the quarterback position where we now have, obviously, guys before did it like Randall Cunningham. I think he's an unsung hero in this changing of the guard of what a quarterback can be and what's expected of a quarterback and the racial connotations that go with that. Michael Vick was huge with that, and I would vote for Michael Vick, and he won, and Troy Vincent may have been a better eagle. He may have contributed more to more victories and on being on greater teams, but Mike Vick's Mike Vick. He was electrifying everyone my age. You know, a little older than me, definitely, maybe even a little younger, know how special he was to not just Eagles fans or Atlanta Falcons fans, but just NFL fans in general. So that's what I want to get at. You can say like, oh, this guy is the greatest player ever. He was the best player. But who's your favorite player? And Brian, again, Brian Dawkins is the one seed in the Andy Reid era. If I had to seed the entire tournament, Brian Dawkins would be the one seed. I'll be shocked if at any point Brian Dawkins gets less than like 90% of the route, And that includes the final four in the championship. He's going to win. I had any money and I don't have any money, believe me, I would bet it all on Brian Dawkins winning and he should win. I mean, he encapsulates what everyone loves about Philadelphia. Philadelphia fans love him and he's just a hard-nosed player. His rah-rah mentality, his pump up speeches, the way he crawls out of the tunnel, his alter ego, is weapon X Wolverine, Logan, whatever you want to say. I'm a huge Marvel Comics fan. I have, you know, talked about this before. I have this little Wolverine Funko pop right next to me as I'm talking about this. My two favorite people ever when I was, I guess eight, nine years old were Brian Dawkins and Wolverine. Turns out they were the same two guys. So I'm definitely going to have Dawkins winning, but I could go through the bracket with you guys right now. By the time you're listening to this, the Sweet 16 will be out. So Monday was the round of 64. Tuesday is a round of 32. Wednesday, Sweet 16 and onward. So today, let's go through today's picks. So we have in the classic Birds region, we have number one seed Chuck Bednarik versus number nine seed Norm Van Brocklin. Norman Van Brocklin, their quarterback on the Eagles' 1960 NFL championship team. Uh, he didn't play in Philadelphia super long. He had a, kind of an older in his career. Imagine who would be this comp. Like, I guess this isn't It's entirely different areas of football. It's essentially different sports. But I guess you could compare it to Peyton Manning coming to the Broncos at the end of his career and winning one Super Bowl there. So you have Chuck Bednarik, Eagles legend, Concrete Charlie, iconic moments hitting Frank Gifford that image in the 1960 NFL championship with his fist raised over Packers player. From the area, I don't know what town, um, but he did go to University of Pennsylvania. That is my alma mater as well. So, you know, I got to show love for concrete chuck. He's going on for me. And then next round, we have a number five seed, Wilbur Montgomery against number four seed, Ron Jaworski. And I was talking about someone this, talking about this recently with someone and Jaws is going to win this. And I'm sure as you see tomorrow, Jaws won and Jaws is, you know, maybe the best. Public persona and representation of the Eagles we have. He clearly, he's not from Philadelphia, but he stayed here. He clearly loves the team, clearly loves the city, identifies with everyone, and he truly cares about this team. Maybe he's not, an, you know, officially on the payroll of Jeffrey Lurie or anything like that, but he represents this team as well as anyone. And despite all of that, I love Wilbur Montgomery. I think he's undervalued or underrated by people who weren't around to watch, you know, run, will, but run that 1980 NFC championship game. The way I talk about Patrick Robinson's interception return against the Vikings in the 2017 NFC championship game. That's the way my dad talks about Wilbert's run. And he was awesome. He was so good. And while it might seem obvious for people to pick Jaws, I went with Wilbert, you know, kind of a contrarian pick, but that dude was awesome. And not enough people give him credit. Not enough people my age know how good he was. Then we have Ty McDonald, who, you know, in his era was, you know, unbelievable wide receiver. But again, that's a different era where that guy is like playing cornerback. Now it's, you know, again, kind of a different sport versus Mike Quick. Uh, Mike Quick was awesome. You obviously know Mike Quick as, you know, Merrill's color commentator in the booth for 94 WIP. But Quick was awesome. He wasn't a pro bowler. He was an all pro type player. Uh, My favorite call ever. Obviously, Merrill New Meadowland, Deshaun Jackson punt return. And my favorite part of that return is when Jason Avant cracks one of the players on the Giants. I think it was a linebacker who's playing special teams and just lights him up and knocks him out. And you just hear uh, Mike Quick in the background. Oh, oh, when he gets lit up. And then Deshaun's running down and Merrill does a great call. What I'm saying is Ty McDonald, Eagles legend, but Mike Quick's my God going with him. Steve Van Buren, number seven seed versus Harold Carmichael, the two seed. You no, know, Harold Carmichael just got in the Hall of Fame this year. Hats off to him. It's great to see another guy. Well, not in Midnight Green, a guy who wore Kelly Green for the Birds, get recognized and get into the hall, even though, you know, this is on their, I don't know what the right committee it is. It's called like the you know special committee in the Baseball Hall of Fame or something along those lines. So he wasn't a normal pick where, oh, this guy's on his. Third time on the ballot, he won. This is an older generational pick. And, you know, sometimes it takes these guys who really deserve to be in the Hall of Fame years and years and they're waiting and they're robbed of that, you know, time where they can say, hey, I'm a Hall of Famer, I'm a Hall of Famer. But I'm finally glad that Harold is getting his recognition going with Harold to advance to the Sweet 16. And then we have Reggie White and the Buddy Era. Buddy Era, we have Reggie White versus Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson, great tight end. Uh, had an unbelievable rookie season, but Reggie White is Reggie White. Seth Joyner, number five seed versus number four, Eric Allen. Uh, Eric Allen is the man I loved watching him on ESPN growing up. Was a ball hawk. Had so many return touchdowns. Seth Joyner is great. Complete beast, but Eric Allen's my guy. Uh, then we have Clyde Simmons, number six versus Jerome Brown. You guys know me. You guys know how much I love Jerome. I have his Mitchell and S jersey. I love the reference in the Wonder Years songs about him. Uh, just gone before his time and. You know, the way I talk about Fletcher Cox is the same way my dad talked about Jerome Brown, says he's better than him. You know, I think my dad doesn't like Reggie because if he, because he left and I get that took more money to play in Green Bay, blah, 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 blah. But he says Jerome could have been better than Reggie, which I don't certainly don't believe. But at the same time, I respect that. I respect the way, you know, the fan base has rallied around Jerome, even in the years and years since his death. And I think when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, that was Jerome Brown's birthday. Unbelievable. So, Jerome gone before his time, but repping him now. I'll probably pick him to go to the finals against Brian Dawkins. So, then we have Andre Waters versus Randall. Randall, as I talked about a little bit when I was talking about Vic earlier, revolutionized football, was the ultimate weapon as he was decreed the best. Then Andy our Brian Dawkins versus Michael Vick. Obviously, I love Vic. I've been going on and on about him, but Brian Dawkins is the go for me, my favorite athlete of all time, one of my favorite people ever. The way he just laid it out on his field, his crushing hits, but he was at the same time, he was a ball hawk. He was fast. He could play the box. He could play deep. He could cover. He could do literally everything on the field that was needed of a safety. The second best safety of his time after Ed Reed. Ed Reed, I have so much respect and admiration for that I'm happy to say he's better than Brian Dawkins. But Troy Palamalu, these guys get lost. Brian Dawkins is the best safety to ever play in the state of Pennsylvania. Tell that to all your college friends who were from Pittsburgh. I have Shady McCoy versus Deshaun Jackson, a five seed versus a four seed. Uh, you know, some of the Shady's off the field stuff is, you know, quite literally shady. I'm not sure how much I like Shady as a person right now. Um, obviously, it was great as an Eagle, had some electrifying moments. That snowball game will live in Eagles lore forever. But as you know as well, I hold Deshaun close in my heart. Going to Deshaun, we have Deuce Staley versus Brian Westbrook. I love Deuce, offensive coordinator, not the offense coordinator, assistant head coach now. And, you know, I had him against T.O. as a six seed in round one. I voted for T.O. just for guys who don't remember it or overlook it, you don't realize how popular T.O. was in 2004. And it seems hyperbolic, but it's, you know, literally 16 years later. And at his peak, at least in my lifetime, I could say he was the most popular Philadelphia athlete I've ever seen. More than Iverson, more than the way people have made shrines for Nick Falls for the last two years. T.O. could have walked down Patterson Ave and people would have laid palms at his feet. He was that unbelievable. He captivated the city. The Eagles needed a playmaker like him for so long. They had so many gigantic defeats. And when he was here, it really seemed like they were going to go over the top and win the Super Bowl. They obviously did not. But T.O. on a broken leg, had like 145 receiving yards in that game. Would have been Super Bowl MVP if the Birds had pulled it out, the crazy upset. But doesn't happen. Anyway, T.O. is out, so it's deuce first. B. West, you know, Brian Westbrook as a kid, unbelievable, could do it all. One of the most underrated players of his era. He'd be even better if he played now in a more pass-happy NFL. Jeremiah Trotter is a seven seed versus number two Donovan McNabb. Number five will always love you, but I have a special place in my heart for Trotter, the Axeman. I loved imitating that growing up when I was playing football with my friends or even touch football on the street. Love Trotter, have his jersey. Uh, his son, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., I believe, is going to Clemson. Five-star recruit from St. Joseph's Preparatory School, my alma mater, as well as University of Pennsylvania. Got to go for that connection. Trot, you're moving on. And then my last region, I didn't really talk about, the Super Bowl champs region. And that's self-explanatory. Those are guys have been on the team the last couple of years and all have Super Bowl rings for the birds. Guys, you know, this will be the most competitive region. Everyone knows these guys, whether you're old-time fans or newer fans, young, old. No matter what, you know these guys you have your own opinions on them. I think this will be the biggest debate bracket. I'm excited. I'm here for it. Right now, we have number one seed Nick Foles versus number eight, Zach Ertz. Uh, I've got to pick Nicky Foles. Is he the best Eagles player ever? No, but he played the best game in the history of Philadelphia sports. The best single game performance ever. I don't care about Will Chamberlain. First of all, people think he was on the Sixers that game. It's for the Philadelphia Warriors. I don't care. That's a meaningless regular season game. Yes, Football is different in Philadelphia. Football means more than everything. The Eagles mean more than everything, and for them to finally get their first Super Bowl victory, that guy who I I don't think he's good. He's like not a good NFL quarterback. I love him. I'm gonna buy his Jaguars jersey when it goes on sale. I'll get a Bears jersey someday. That sick orange one. But Nick Foles played the best game in the biggest spot in the history of Philadelphia sports. Nick Foles walk into the final four for me before he gets crushed by B. Dog. I have Jason Peters number five versus Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm, this is really tough for me. Malcolm Jenkins, tremendous humanitarian, great person on and off the field, a great leader. Sad to see him go this offseason. season. Uh, I had recorded the pod a couple weeks back about how mad I was that the Eagles let him go. Kind of got axed because a couple of hours later, the Eagles traded for Darius Slay. We need to get a ton of Slay content out, but I love Malcolm. But at the same time, I love Jason Peters. I played lineman growing up. Uh, so I always had a soft spot for the, big boys up front that kind of don't get the recognition but Peter's really did here in Philadelphia again he's leaving and it's the right thing it's time for the Andre Dillard era but i love jp so much he was the scariest human being in the world uh i interviewed him a couple of times and i was when i was interning for the philadelphia daily news doing some work for usa today in a couple summers and that dude is a monster terrifying and you know as scared as i am at times to interview him I'm sure, uh, you know, defensive end lining up across from him was even more scary. So we go in JP. We have Brandon Cam, Graham versus Jason Kelsey. Two Super Bowl icons between Kelsey's parade performance and then Graham's iconic strip sack. Uh, you know I love BG. struggle the way he came in the league. People thought he was a bust. He wasn't Earl Thomas. He wasn't this. He wasn't that. Gets into the right system. When he's playing for Jim Schwartz, his career turns around dramatically and he becomes a hero, a legend, unlike – you know, anyone besides Nick Foles in his town for the birds. He made Nick Foles had the best team of all time, but Brandon Graham had the biggest play in Philadelphia history. So, got a ride for BG. Then we have Fletcher Cox, number seven, versus Carson Wentz, number two. You know, Fletcher Cox, complete beast. And it's hard to go with Carson. Carson's my guy. I'm so invested in him emotionally, I guess, career wise. So, maybe even financially. If Carson Wentz is doing well, this podcast is doing well. My newsletter is doing well. BGN, the site's doing well. My Twitter's doing well. Carson Wentz doing well, is doing well, is doing well for me. Jeez. And I love the guy. Again, I want him to be great. I want him to be – obviously, he has a Bowl ring, and we can get into semantics about whether he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback or not. I kind of lean no. He wasn't the quarterback who won the game. He still has something to prove, and I hope he does it this year. So, Carson, moving on, then go through this real quick. I don't want to take up too, many guys, too much of you guys' time. I got other things going on in the podcast, but I'll just say my – Final four would be, I'm gonna go Chuck Bednarik, Penn guy, have to represent from the classic Birds era. Jerome Brown, Buddy era, Nick Foles, Super Bowl champs, Brian Dawkins. Give me Bedok over Foles, and then give me Jerome over Chuck. And then obviously, sorry, Jerome, love you to death. You're the great. You're great. You've gone before your time. A legend. It's one of those players I could have wish I could have seen play live. He seemed like he had a tremendous personality to him as well. He played for the U during those iconic teams in the late 80s, mid to late 80s, and just seemed like this massive, hulking human being. And, you know, I really wish I could have seen him. Uh, has this posthumous status in Philadelphia that's, you know, unrivaled to a degree. To see a player like that pass in their prime, it's a shame. But going to b Dog, he's my guy. I grew up loving him. Had the same jersey for... Dawkins for, you know, 18 years. I remember I got this, you know, Brian Dawkins jersey in the 2002 season and I wore it for the 2002 NFC Championship game, the worst day of my life. Just kidding, not the worst day of my life, but uh, that was the moment that broke me as a sports fan. Anyway, you guys know I ramble. I love to ramble. I guess that's part of my appeal. If you don't like that, you're probably not listening. Uh, so I'm going B doc over Foles and B doc over Jerome Brown. So I had fun with this, follow along all week. I'll have I'll have articles up every morning on Bleeding Green Nation. You know, get up in the morning. Been a tough morning routine working from home with a nine to five, so I have to get up super early. I have to update the bracket, edit it on this little PDF I'm using, upload it to the site, write my little article for BGN, send out the polls on the Twitter account. So if you want to throw in these polls or you want to see how the performance is done, it's one gigantic Twitter thread on the app Bleeding Green account on Twitter, Bleeding Green Nation's official Twitter account. you can follow on there, get in, take a part in the vote at Reach Week, getting some debates, whatever you guys want to do. Check that out there. Uh, you know, we'll have stuff going on the rest of this week and I guess we'll have the championship round either this weekend or Monday morning. So be on the lookout for that. I had a ton of fun doing it. Hope you guys check it out. Hope it just Sparked up some Eagles debates, whether if you're sharing it with your friends in real life, texting it to your, you know, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you have an Eagles group chat. I have several. I have one with my boys, my South Philly boys. I went to 2017 NFC Championship game with, you know, maybe the best day of our lives besides Super Bowl 52. That was the biggest party, the best home game in Philadelphia sports history. I was at the Phillies World Series game in 2005, game five, and they won. And that's still the best sporting event I've ever attended. So glued to those guys to the hip for life. I have the one, my season tech crew, all the old heads, my dad, you know, the guys who fought in Korea somehow and are still alive and been season ticket holders since Franklin field who barely know how to use their phone. You have that and my boy, Danny McKay, all those people in there i have season tickets with. Then I have one, a couple of my Twitter boys, Stefan Hardinger, Ryan Jones, great dudes, follow them on Twitter. That's it for me for now. Right after the break, I'll come back with some eBay talk. When I said eBay talk, I didn't mean an eBay advertisement or I was gonna try to sell you something from eBay. One of the things I like to do in my downtime, and I have a lot of downtime right now, is buy crap on eBay. And is it the most financially prudent decision of all time? Absolutely not, but I try to get deals. I haggle with people and that's the fun. You make an offer, they give an offer back, I dime them down, try to get them as low as possible. They get angry, I have fun. It's kind of like a troll thing, but at the same time I get all these cool vintage Eagle stuff. Sometimes Sixer stuff. I don't like buying any officially licensed Sixer stuff anymore because how much I hate Josh Harris and the ownership. So going forward, I'll either buy custom Sixer stuff that people like Jim Adair or Design Tree will make online or I'll go vintage and buy something from eBay. But I've been doing a lot of Eagle stuff. So over the weekend, as a kind of going stir crazy, don't do myself, I bought some Eagle's crap on eBay. I bought a Midnight Green Reebok Hugh Douglas jersey. Hugh Douglas, who goes by Turbo Turbo Bird. He may not consider that his nickname, but it is his nickname. Uh, I called him that in like 2011. He blocked me on Twitter. Has me blocked nearly a decade later. But he was an all-pro player. Made three Pro Bowl teams in Philadelphia. Was an iconic part of Jim Johnson's defense. And it's just a cool jersey. 53 is an awesome number. Happy to rock that. You know, that's what I'm doing. I'm kind of just wearing Eagles jerseys and Eagles memorabilia or – apparel I should say around the house just because I need something to do I need something to excite myself like last Sunday I wore a Brian Dawkins jersey and I tweeted like woke up at 9 a.m. on a Sunday and just put on a Brian Dawkins jersey just to feel something so I've been doing that where my Nick Foles jersey you know this past Saturday night I've the Super Bowl on the NFL Game Pass if you guys don't know NFL Game Pass is free until the end of May you can watch literally any game from the last 10 years tons of documentaries he said watch the condensed 45-minute version, the whole three-hour version, whenever you want to do. There's Brian Dawkins of Football Life on there. Uh, Randall Cunningham of Football Life is on Amazon Prime, if you guys got that. There's tons of Eagles content out there, and please be watching it. Soak it all up. It's fun. It's amazing. And if you're not doing that, buy stuff on eBay like me. So I got the Hugh Douglas jersey. I bought this midnight green 90s sweatshirt so it's not a kelly green it's midnight green right when they I guess around 95 96 when they made the switch and it's one of those like really kitschy 90s things where it has like prints of a literal bald eagle on it it's all these pictures of real eagles and then it has the eagles long logo on it just so terrible but so classic and i cannot wait to rock it you know to a tailgate this year before i get into the game you know sipping on some brews having a great time wearing it around the house monday night game come home from work it's a road game come home throw that on, throw my Eagles camo bucket hat on, crack open a cold one, and get ready for a great night. And then I also bought a dual pack. I don't know how this person was selling it, but I thanked them for it. It was a PlayStation 2 2-pack two of Madden 2006 with Donovan McNabb on the cover and NFL 2K5 with Terrell Owens on the cover. Two Philadelphia Eagles on the cover of these games. I was looking for Madden 2005, and I didn't really see a price. like That's the one with Ray Lewis on the cover, uh, like that 2004 to 2006 Rangers, the you know the goat Madden era it was the Vic one Ray Lewis one with the hit stick and then Donovan McNabb the Eagles are dirty in that game I them, their ratings are 96 overall the Eagles offense is balling. can't wait to play with them and then kind of the cool pick is the NFL 2K5 a lot of people say that was better than Madden I didn't have that growing up I think I rented it from Blockbuster and it was really cool to see all the ESPN aspects of it but I never really had the game I can say. You know, I played any of their franchise and season modes, so I'd love to get into that. And one thing I want to do, I've taught the BGN, uh, BGN's own Brandon Lee Gout and BLG a little bit about this, and want to try to do. I'm not an esports guy; I don't really get it. Uh, the last console I played religiously was Xbox 360, so I've sat the last couple, uh, the last you know video game generation out. I'm not a PS4, Nintendo Switch. Uh, Xbox One guy, but my boy Big Mike, I almost, I really wanted to buy a Nintendo Switch. It just wasn't a financially prudent decision because, for all I know, the quarantine could end in a month, and I'm like, what is this 400 line machine? I don't want to play it anymore. So my boy Big Mike, who has a PS4, dropped off his PS2 that he had in his basement. So I have one controller, I have a memory card, I have a couple games. Got a FIFA, MVP Baseball 2005, which is awesome. The one with Manny Ramirez in the cover, maybe the best sports video game ever. And Grand Theft Auto 3, which I love just. Messing around, running around, shooting people, driving, crushing in the cars, stealing cars, all that good stuff. But I did really want to play a football game, I'm obviously in total psycho, crazy, diseased Eagles fan mode. So I had to get those two games. It was like sixteen bucks for the two of them, and that's a deal. Uh, you know, that'll be a thing where hey, it's a Saturday morning in the fall before I watch a couple college football games. I'm gonna play a game of Madden, and I don't have to ever worry about getting a new system. I can just live in the past, and maybe I live in the past a little too much overall in life, but. I don't have to worry about getting these updated rosters. I don't have to get the newest version of Madden. I could just sit here. I can go back at the time capsule. It's a moment in time for me when, you know, video games were the most important thing in my life where, you know, they are now, but the Eagles then were still the most important thing in my life. And I have these guys like McNabb, Tio Westbrook, huge parts of it. So I can't wait to play those. As I was saying, I talked to BLG. I want to do some content on BGN. I don't know exactly what's going to take, how it's going to take format. I'm not an esports guy. Uh, from my knowledge, I can't use like Twitch or any of those things with a PS2, just an older console doesn't work that way. But I'd like to kind of talk about, um, you know, make use of it somehow, talk about the difference in the games, talk about the Eagles. Maybe one thing I could do is run like a season franchise mode simulation where, you know, I just be like, okay, I'm going to be the 2006 Eagles or 2005 Eagles in Madden or the 2004 Eagles in 2K and be like, I'm simming the season. I'm going to crack open it. I'm going to bring a six-pack in my bedroom. I have it's, my PlayStation on my bedroom TV, not the main TV in the living room. There's too many HDMI things going out there between the Roku and the Blu-ray player and the Comcast, Xfinity stuff. have it in the bedroom. Bring cold six-pack in there. Simulate the Eagle season. Watch it as if I'm watching real fe- football because I need football that bad. Maybe I'll blog about, you know, okay, how did the Eagle season go? Did they win the Super Bowl? Did they do this? Was it entertaining? Was it fun? Is it fun to play in Madden? Does it hold up 15 years later? We'll see. I think that could be fun. Yeah, you know, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this, uh, Eagles fans overall are nostalgic for that era. You know, we all hold on so tightly to the McNabb, Westbrook, Owens, Andy Reid era, you know, and that ties back into the bracket. Everyone loves those teams. Everyone loves thinking about their favorite Eagles moments, their favorite Eagles players, their favorite teams, all of those things. So it'd be great to kick it back to Madden, have some fun playing with that. It's just, you know, a way to kind of kill time. As what I was saying. This quarantine sucks. Uh, it's certainly necessary and everyone should be adhering to it, but it's hard to kind of keep yourself busy. You're, you know, an idle mind is the worst thing for you. And, you know, I worry about, you know, the state of mental health, how people are going to be dealing with this. I hope everyone is okay, but it's good to find these little things to get you through, you know, the next, the coming weeks and maybe even the coming months. So I'm excited to have the PS2 thing, but that is me talking about eBay and I want to close the show. I'm going to do something slightly reckless. I'm going to go, I have a search saved, search saved on eBay called Vintage Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to go on it right now, and I'm not going to buy something crazy. I'm going to buy something I'm going to use or wear that's relatively cheap, or I'm going to make an offer on something live on the podcast. So I'm searching Vintage Philadelphia Eagles. Boom. A oh, nice crew neck sweatshirt for $35, a couple hats. I have a ton of Eagles hats. Couple of retro ones. I could probably use like a skater style 90s Kelly Green hat. I have a black Mitchell and S hat that has the green old school eagle on it. I'm gonna use something different. A couple of McNabb jerseys, some of these mini gumball football helmets. 1499 are best offer free shipping. I'm intrigued by that. Probably not gonna pull the trigger. Rodney P jersey. You find so many random jerseys. All of these 90s jerseys for these Players who were like either like pretty good role players or players that were irrelevant. There's so many Mike Mamula jerseys. Andy Hartman, who was number 16 in the buddy era uh, of my Eagles bracket. Cool dude. I remember one time he was Eagles, you know, alumni of the game uh, a couple of years ago at the link. Charlie Gardner, Ricky Waters, who while he was a great pass catching running back and a little bit before his time, I hate him for the for who, for what stuff. Complete loser in my mind, would never pay anything for anything related to him. Got a TO jersey. Rodney Pete. Ooh, it's an XL. So it's this Wilson. It's like a mesh Eagles jersey. It's pretty cool looking. We got a Randall jersey. That's pretty nice looking. An Eagle's glass. Oh my god. Oh, it's an XL. It's an I love Snoopy. I love, as you could tell, the crazy stuff where it's like the Tasmanian Devil logo on it, or like bald eagles. This is Snoopy officially licensed Eagles thing. It says, oh my god, Snoopy is grilling. And it says the Eagles are cooking. And Snoopy's wearing an Eagles beanie. It's officially licensed. $79.99 or best offer, $8 shipping. It's an extra large. Not I'm like kind of a large guy, medium large. I can't be getting into that. Can't be buying that. Got a reminder on my phone to make my overnight oats. Need to do that for dinner or breakfast tomorrow, I should say. Uh, Donovan McNabb shirt, Donovan McNabb jersey. Eagles leather jacket, ah, size double XL. Eagles license plate frame. Eagles bucket hat. I do. There are so many Kelly Green number 14 jerseys or white jerseys. Or I should, sorry, Midnight Green, number 14 jerseys that look, they're from the 90s on eBay. And every time I look at it, my heart stops for a little second because I think, is that a Doug Peterson jersey? And every time the answer is no, it's Ty Detmer. So the whole T- Detmer family can get lost because they're getting my hopes up. And Mitchell Ness, even though I treat them about this, you know, three times per month, still has yet to make a 1999 Eagles Doug Peterson jersey. And I hold it against him deeply. Oh, NFC champions pin from 1981, five bucks. That's okay. Vintage Philadelphia Eagles tumbler glass, smoked glass. I don't, I don't know what smoke glass is. Uh, it's probably just normal glass, but uh, I don't really need that. I have a couple of Eagles glasses. Have these, I bought a couple of years ago, these gigantic water bottles. And like, I sat them in soap for like three days because I don't know who was using these before. And I used them to make like gigantic cocktails for Eagles games. And I was watching at my apartment really fun there. I'm not loving all these options. Let's see what I have on my saved list or what the items I'm watching are. Someone made me an offer for something. It is this like Windbreaker Reebok. It's black. It has eagles across the check. It has like a v-neck. It's really nice. It's uh, $24 plus $8 shipping. I Sometimes if you watch an item on eBay the seller will hit you an offer even if you haven't made one yourself. And it's $21 plus like $9 shipping plus tax. You know, I like the black, but it's a little much. I don't really want to pay that. So we have anything else going on. We have a gre- basically a green version of that. That's $18 or best offer, free shipping, uh, fast and free guaranteed by Saturday, April 4th. So I could theoretically wear that around the house on Saturday or Sunday. That's big for me. I need immediate gratification, obviously. I'm going to make an offer for $14 in honor of our guide, Doug Peterson, and I will talk about it on Twitter. I'm submitting my offer. If you guys follow me on Twitter, at Seamus Clancy, you will see me updating my eBay purchases. I will leave you on this cliffhanger not knowing what happens with me and this windbreaker, but I assure you I will buy something stupid this week and tweet about it. Again, my name is Seamus Clancy. This is the From the Bleachers podcast the great bleeding green nation radio podcast network follow me on twitter subscribe to my patreon newsletter i do a newsletter every monday through friday morning talking about the eagles and the Sixers. there there's been obviously eagles talk lately because of the draft free agency and the nba season looking like it might be canceled just two dollars per month you get literally get 20 newsletters for two dollars it's great i put a ton of time in it. it's like a thousand words every day i love it people like it there's like 210 subscribers or something Please subscribe. And if you want to check it out once, just subscribe for April. Have it for the NFL draft. If you don't like it, unsubscribe. It was $2. Got some content out of it. Take a chance on me. Take a chance on everyone. Hope everyone's okay. Stay safe. Again, Seamus Clancy signing off. Go Birds.